0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Own Your Ish. For all of my new listeners, thank you for choosing to listen. And for all of my return listeners, thank you for coming back. Um, We're going to dive in today with talking about resilience. And um, I'm just going to say resiliency is what got me to actually make this podcast. And it is also what's carrying me through this current podcast, on resiliency because this is the fifth time I have recorded this episode. I went an entire 35 minutes talking about resiliency to learn that I must have clicked something wrong or didn't do something right and it didn't record it. Subsequent tries, something went wrong, it didn't upload correctly, and needless to say, it is Tuesday, and the podcast is supposed to be released on Friday. So I took a day or two to just kind of get myself centered and try to figure out what was going on, and now here we are. So I want to kind of just thank you for being here, and this is me owning my shit, that I definitely let my frustrations get the better of me, and I was like, fine, fine. Effort. I'm done. I'm not going to record anymore. Who really cares? Yada yada. I, oh my gosh. Have you ever played that tape through your head? And then I again reminded myself and this is where I had to stop. I just took a breath, started to talk reality into my situation and realize that this is what it's like to be human. This is what it's like to learn something new. I don't know how to podcast, I love them, I listen to them. Um, I, I know there are formats um, of the different ones that I listen to and I know that even those have changed over time and everything definitely is a learning process. And so I am always about trying to be as vulnerable as possible because I don't ever want anyone to see the highlight reel or what you see on Facebook or social media, Instagram, wherever and think, oh, she's got it all, all figured out. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had a recent conversation with a friend who said that, that, you know, they were they were kind of hurting and they didn't want to bother me because they, you know, oh, she's just sitting there living this happy old life. And, and I, I want to remind us that those are the highlight reels. And that resiliency is what carries us from one highlight reel to the next, because in between can get really messy. And so when we start thinking about like what actually is resilience, Um, I'm going to use some definitions and some information that I have learned um, through some research, through my own experience, Um, but I found an app that I will link in the show notes um, to this episode, but it's from Driven, and it's been very helpful for me because it's helping me to kind of get past some limiting beliefs that still reside in me. It's a constant ongoing struggle. And that, that push that, that desire to constantly push through the hard times, because that's what resiliency is. And when we think of like a modern definition, right? So modern definition would be advancing despite adversity. And what that actually means as we start to break it down is what advancing, right? So we're goal oriented and we're working towards a vision. Like what is our purpose? What are we trying to do in life? And we're doing that despite, right? So we're being proactive. We're not waiting for adversity to come our way that we're, we're doing the work to kind of see where we might get tripped up, where we might be triggered, right? That, that seeing where we might be triggered, that's that proactive, that's that work that we have to do about owning our shit, like recognizing like when situations are hard, what do we need to do? Kind of role-playing and talking yourself through situations before they even come up. And this is also when you are in the midst of adversity that we're able to push through because you've had that experience and you've reflected on your past experiences and realized that, you know, your success rate with hard days that you thought were going to get the better of you is actually a hundred percent, right? Like there's not, if, if you are listening to this podcast right now, you're, you're above, you're above dirt and it's a good place to be. And it's your resiliency. It's you who has carried you through those hard places. We may have support, but it an inner resiliency. It's something that is inside each and every one of us. Um, So, you know, as we think about advancing despite adversity, and the adversity is both large and small everyday challenges. You know, sometimes our our hard stuff may seem small. Um, I know for me right now, um, one of my hard things that is happening every single day is the sass and attitude from a child (laughs) that is definitely coming into herself and is exerting her voice. And it is not always easy to hear um, because (laughs) it definitely pushes your buttons. And it is a hard time because we're also dealing with a child who's on the spectrum and who struggles to communicate with us what frustrates her or you know, if she's in, in pain or if something's bothering her, it comes across very, very different. And, and that's for a different episode. But I think every parent can can recognize what that is, right? That, that constant struggle of how do we remain in a good headspace while our children are pushing our buttons and causing us to think about whether or not, you know, we want to, want to hug them or push them down. Um, (laughs) but maybe it's things at work. Maybe you just have an annoying colleague and you're unsure of how you're going to deal with that because you do have to partner with them on a project, or maybe it's in your relationship and your, your partner just is leaving their socks laying around, or maybe they're on their cell phone too much playing games and, and not really listening to you because you've just kind of spaced everything out. And those are, those are hard things to get through, but they're, you know, manageable. Whereas sometimes we get these big adversities, the, these big adverse times that really hit us square in the face. And maybe it's, you lost your job or you lost, um, someone in your life, or maybe it's that you are trying to make some pretty big changes in your life and you're really not sure where to go. Um, and maybe you're trying to figure out how to come out to your family. Maybe you are finally figuring out that you're no longer, um, in, in this cisgendered body, but you're, you are really coming in. your authentic self or maybe it's that you are a person of color who's experienced microaggressions every single freaking day and you're tired of it and you're ready to stand up and speak those are adverse moments that resilience can carry us through and as we think about resilience there's a few different uh, domains of resilience six different parts of resilience. And the thing that we want to keep in mind is that resilience is advancing despite adversity, because we all face adversity, but how do we get through them? And what do we need to know about resilience in order to push us through? And so when we um, think about who we are as individuals, we are very complex human beings. It's, It's never black and white, either or. It's most of the time, both and, plus this, right? Like, it is human beings, our human nature, we are not simple. But through research and through, I, I will tell you, lived experience, we can see that there are various different components that can increase our capacity for resilience. And just as we talked about in last week's episode about joy and about what joy looks like in our lives, how we recognize it, how we honor it, and how we cultivate it, right? Part of that is recognizing when we see it. And being intentional about that piece. And so again, when I talk about resiliency, sometimes we're reflecting after the fact because adversity kind of hit us or felt like it came out of nowhere or we weren't as prepared or maybe we weren't paying as attention. We weren't as mindful and, and tuned into our present body and adversity snuck up on us and we missed our triggering moments or we were just not in a space to have enough capacity to realize that adversity is coming towards us. And so as we think about resiliency, Um, one of the first components that we want to think about is having a vision. And this is the most important part of resiliency because vision is about your sense of purpose of your goals and personal vision for yourself. And the reason why this is the most important domain of resiliency is that, um, you know, all the other domains of, or all the different parts of resiliency is guided by what you want to achieve. Like, where do you want to be? When we are clear, this domain, our vision allows us to be decisive when facing tough choices. Um, So when we think about as we're deciding what we want to do, like, is this action going to get me closer to my goals? But if I don't have that clear vision, like this is exactly what it is that I want to do, how I want my project to look or how I want to come, you know, what changes I want to make. If I don't have that clear, then I'm not able to take the part about my, about all the other domains and all the different parts of resiliency and make sure that they're aligned with my vision. Because once we are clear on our vision or on our overall goals, it helps to keep us focused um, because we can get distracted by so many details and people and events uh, that really don't have anything to do with our overall vision. Um, you know, it's, we want to think about like, how do we, you know, make sure that what we're doing right? Like not getting wrapped up into binging an entire season of our favorite show or, you know, the new show that we're seeing, like what, what do we do about, um, you know, making sure that we take strategic action every single day in order to reach our vision. And it's so, you know, for me, I, I, I bring up the binging because when I start to avoid things, that's what I do. When it starts to get really hard and I don't really have this clear vision on how I want to get move forward or like I'm just not really sure if that's the, the goal that I want and I'm still trying to figure it out, I, I go into avoidance and I will binge, watch shows, or I have a video game or I have a game on my phone that's very centering and can become very zen. Um, but that zen-like feeling where my mind can kind of numb out can become very addicting and comforting and so I start to avoid the hard stuff when I'm unclear about my vision. If I'm not sure, like this is exactly what I want to do. Um, I went through this really difficult time with the business trying to figure out, like I wanted to be a consultant, but I've been an educator for 20 years and I'm good at a lot of different things. Anyone who's in education, and this may be similar in other professions, but I've been an educator nearly my whole life. And in that, you see, it's not just one thing. We have to be, you know, masters of just about everything, you know, a jack of all trades, master of none, um, except for that we do have to master just about everything. And so it can be really hard. But when I am very clear, once I started to get laser focused on what I wanted to do, about the change I wanted to bring about, the empowerment of specifically females, um, because we are often in that marginalized group that gets dismissed and diminished a lot in various different spaces, even more so for my friends of color. Like, you think about uh, black and brown females, like, they, they have so much writing against them. And I knew that if I have this privilege of whiteness, and the privilege of working at home and changing profess- professions and being supported in the way that I am, I wanted to make sure like that's exactly what I wanted to do and that's how I want to be aligned. I want to bring empowerment to females so that they can speak up and find their own, own vision, their own goals and get laser focused so that they can become the most resilient, uh, the strongest person that they can be, right? So I'm very clear. Now once I'm clear on that, that brings about congruence because that allows for everything to kind of work together, right? So when we think about our vision, it's the most important part of resiliency. We need to be very clear on our on our vision and on our goals and what we want to do so that we can align all of our actions and all of all of the things that we say and do. We align that together so that we are moving forward with a purpose. The second part of resiliency is composure. and This is all about regulating our emotions. Um, often when we start to meet something hard, we get into fight, flight, or freeze. And oftentimes the freeze can be somewhat of avoidance. Uh, flight can be avoidance. Or sometimes we're just like, nope, I'm not even going to tackle this. I'm not going to even look at it. I'm just going to keep going the way that I am. Which can bring about a lot of other things. But that fight or flight response of the brain, it loves to flare up when we start to get to a hard space or we hear, uh, you know, maybe something big is shifting at work. Um, I will say, as a principal, anytime that I had to bring about something new towards my staff, I would usually get a lot of pushback. And you could feel the emotions start to just kind of, um, kind of, have this turmoil uh, because we are in this space of like I don't even know what to do um, in in these times of change um, and so what we want to do is really think to ourselves okay what what are we doing about interpreting this hard stuff what are we saying to ourselves um, and, and reminding ourselves not to jump into story mode meaning like I don't want to, be in a space where I don't have all the information and I'm not working from reality. So I start filling it in with stories. I don't want to do that. So when we think about how we keep ourselves regulated emotionally, also that helps us to not react emotionally because that tip, that is not a rational space in which to make decisions. Um, but when we think about composure, it's not just, a, just the big crises that we're going to face, but it's the everyday little things, right? That piece about what do I do when the urge to binge an entire series on Netflix comes up so that I'm avoiding the hard thing that I need to work on. Like, what do I do about those things? So, you know, like I do, what I don't want to do is to jump into guilt and shame and blame about you should be doing this and you should be doing that and shame on you for not like, I want to avoid that. And so maintaining composure means keeping calm. So what are, what are we doing to kind of talk reality into ourselves and also utilizing those kind of like breathing techniques, centering techniques, whatever we need to do to stay emotionally calm. And so we also want to think about that proactive part. I talked about this earlier in the episode where we may be in a space where we want to, um, you know, look ahead. We may know that change is coming or if we're being intentional about making a change for ourselves, right? What do we need to do in order to set us up to be successful so that we don't run into adversity, such as I'm in the space of, I'm tired of saying I need to work out. I want to work out. Gosh, my body is hurting. I really wish I was more flexible and yada, 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 right? The story that I keep telling myself or the excuses and I need to, and that's part of the change process is the the change talk that we need to do. I recognize that I need to do this, but what do I need to do? Okay. Well, I need to make sure that my workout space is set up and cleared out so that I don't have to go downstairs and see in my workout space that it's a mess. So man, I might as well just skip it. I need to make sure that my workout clothes are cleaned, maybe even pick out the outfit the day before, right. And set it up so that I can just grab it, change and go. And you know, those are all things that I'm doing to make sure that I'm setting myself up for success so that when I run into that hard time, that feeling of man, I don't really want to work out. I don't want to do this. I've already done the pre-work to make sure that I'm set up and I'm ready to go, right? And so I can easily remind myself, listen, just put on the clothes, get downstairs, because once I just start moving in that direction, I, I, I'm kind of like bypassing the adversity, right? I'm being resilient and I'm pushing through. So when we think about the the composure components, we had vision and composure. Composure is regulating emotion, being proactive, you know, making sure that we're talking reality into situations and not letting our mind run off with of stories. Then we move on to reasoning, and reasoning is another component of resiliency. And this is where creativity and innovative problem solving can become incredibly useful when we are facing challenges along the way. And so this is why the re, um, when we think about reasoning. This is what it's all about. This part of, of resiliency um, really relies on composure, because we can't be reasonable, right? We can't do rational reasoning in an heightened, in an emotionally heightened state. So if we are dysregulated, and that means we don't have control of our emotions, or we're re- working strictly from emotions, we're not making those rational those rational thoughts, right? We're not making those rational decisions. And so this is where we want to anticipate and plan. Um, so, you know, as I was discussing with the composure uh, portion of resiliency, it's not just about applying critical thinking during a crisis, but it's also taking action ahead of time to prevent things from going wrong in the first place. Um, so when we think about what are those proactive actions that we could actually take you know and an example would be going to the dentist right when we go to the dentist we do that every six months to have our teeth cleaned so that we don't end up with issues down the way, right? Like if you don't have your teeth cleaned and you're not regularly doing the brushing your teeth twice, you know, twice a day, every day, you could end up having a problem down, down down, the road where you have to have a tooth removed or maybe you have to have dentures put in or you have to have an implant or a root canal, right? Like all these things come into play. And that's why we do the preventative measures ahead of time so that we don't have a problem later on. Now part of reasoning is also being resourceful, so this is having the right information, tools, techniques, and people available to you that will help solve problems in a different way or be able to find the most effective ways to reach your goal. And resourcefulness may come in in the form of skills that we need to actively build um, because the more resourceful that we are, the easier it becomes to make these unusual connections and find innovative ways to move forward. Because if we continue to face problems in the same way that we've always done, We'll always get the same results, right? And if you're in the space where we need to have different results because we are feeling uncomfortable with that adversity, if you continue to face that adversity with the same stuff, we'll never get a different result and the change will never happen. And that's where you start to feel stuck. And that may be where you feel depression and heightened anxiety and not really even sure what to do. And so you just go to shutdown mode. Okay. Do you see how this can all pile up on top of each other? And also being resourceful means that sometimes we have to be vulnerable and ask for help. If we don't know who does know, like, I don't know a whole lot about websites and software and and online security, but I have, you know, a former student who is, who has a business with that now and I can hire him to do that. And that's something that that can happen. But I have to reach out to that person instead of doing what I did for four months four or five months (laughs) was just sitting and not doing anything technology wise because I was really unsure and it was overwhelming and I wasn't exactly sure how to do that. And so the other part of resourcefulness is also seeing the opportunity and change. So when we have this big ability to reason in a centered kind of like very controlled way where we are in control of our emotions and we're making rational decisions, um, you know, a that helps us to see change differently. If we always look at change as being something that's negative and it's gonna be hard and it's uncomfortable, which that's where growth happens. It happens very uncomfortably, but that's that's what happens when we start to take a look at change in a different way as an opportunity, like how is it that we're going to be able to grow and, and change ourselves and improve our skills and position by doing all of that, by taking a look at change in a way that's an opportunity, we can actually position ourselves to now welcome change. And I will say, this is something that I'm really proud about myself is that I know change is hard and I may bitch and moan and complain my way in the beginning but I, I really quickly start to be able to catch myself now when it has to do with change and about being resilient through those changes is because I know that when I put myself in that position to see change as an opportunity, I now like welcome change and I don't fight it as much. And so I'm able to start to move through the, the stages of change much more quickly. So with with reasoning, we want to make sure that we are being innovative about problem solving so that we're not tackling problems the same way that we always have. We're going to anticipate and plan. We're going to be resourceful. Ask for help when we need it. Build on the skills that we need in order to make kind of this complex new decision-making process actually be able to happen. And then also start welcoming change. See it as this opportunity to grow and to improve and to become a better human being overall. Then we start to move into tenacity. And when we start talking about tenacity, this component is where persistence is key. Um, Einstein had once said the importance of persistence for success um, was kind of at the forefront of his mind when when he was able to realize that it's not that I'm so smart. It's just that I I stay with problems longer. So think about that. Einstein himself said, it's not that I'm so smart. It's just that I stay with problems longer. When we think about kind of this vast world and how we're all interconnected and you think about like how you could have a conversation um, from, you know, with each other in in this, in, in online when you're talking to somebody in, in China or in India or in Canada or even just in another state or city, like that we have this globalized world now and we can't say that success is just a given. We have to be able to work hard. And part of, of that is staying with a problem that when, when you are presented with a problem, sticking through it and doing what you need to do day in day out and staying composed with your emotions through that process as much as possible and recognizing when you're dysregulated and doing the work that you need to do to become regulated. All of that is part of that tenacity and persistence because once we stick with it, that's when we start to see movement happen. That's when we start to see progress. And then we also need to be able to learn from our mistakes because rarely are you going to get something right on the first time. If you do, awesome. Oftentimes we have to learn, such as, This is the fifth time I'm recording this podcast and I learned each and every time what I was doing wrong because every time it was a user error, it was not something that GarageBand was doing. And I say that as I'm checking (laughs) just to make sure uh, that it's recording. It is like, yes. And so when we think about also learning from mistakes is we want to recognize that we're human. Mistakes happen and we need to quit beating ourselves up because when we beat ourselves up, it doesn't help. It has an opposite effect, and it actually starts to create that space in your brain where you're thinking, Yep, I'm not good enough. I might as well just not do this. And we've talked about this in previous episodes about what kind of that kind of self talk does to us when we do it in a negative way. And then finally, the part of tenacity that is hard for me is I'm this eternal optimist. Everything's going to be okay. But I have to be realistic about my optimism. So when we think about how we can be overly optimistic, like everything's going to be fine. No matter what I do, it's going to be perfect and it's going to be great, right? So it's, we have to think about the fact that I am realistic in in knowing that I was going to put this podcast together, that the first few episodes might just suck completely they might need to be retooled, they might need to be edited more or whatever. Like I knew that going into this, but I knew that if I was resilient enough and I stuck with it and kept researching and kept listening to different podcasts and taking feedback from people who were listening, I knew that I would be okay. So I was optimistic that I would be successful, but I was optimistic in a rea- realistic way and knowing that I would not be successful the first time out. Like it wouldn't be some like global, like global, uh, podcast that's heard around the world on the very first episode that I put out. And so when we think about being, having the tenacity, that component of resiliency, it's sticking with it, learning from your mistakes and being realistic about your optimism. Like you want to say to yourself, yes, I can do this and I will do this. I just know that there will be mistakes along the way, but I'm going to learn from them and use those mistakes and what I learn to help me approach things differently and better for the next time. And then finally, collaboration. This is a, a part of the resiliency that I, that I myself typically tend to forget about because I just do things by myself. I I'm a solopreneur, meaning I work at home by myself. But what I've started to do is I've really started to reach out to other female entrepreneurs that are a little bit further ahead in the game, but still relatively new. Because I want them to be closer in the space where I am, so that we can discuss kind of where they're at and how they got there. Um, but we have to also understand that our brain has this deep, deep, like primal need. For connection. We, 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 can't thrive without connection. And this is why you see kids who are either abandoned or neglected when they're very young, have trouble connecting and having uh, positive, um, good relationships because they didn't form that early on. It's because our brains are wired for that and we must have that. And so we want to think about like, how is it that we can, you know, be together while also understanding that we need to be able to be supported and support others so when we think about you know the world it's very complex and very few things can be done alone Um, and, and it's very important that we have, have these support networks, but it's a give and take. We want to be able to be supported by others, but we also want to be in return, support others. And, and that's for me, part of the reason why I did this podcast is that I've learned a lot of shit along the way. I, I think back to my life and all the changes and different things that I've done and you know, running away to Boston for a couple of years and how my life completely turned upside down and changed. And what I learned from that coming here and all the heartbreak and the trials, the errors, like I want to be of support for others so that they don't get caught up in, in that, that cycle of negativity that can come when we don't feel like we're meeting our goals. Um, And then, you know, another part of collaboration is making sure that, um, you know, that we're getting the context right. So when we think about collaboration, we need to understand the context that in which we are interacting with people. So having a meeting with people at work or spending time with friends on the weekend, you know, those are two very different context, Um, you know, so an example might be like at work, it's more important to focus on the facts rather than emotion. And we keep things super professional and we don't take anything personally. But at home, it's not always about the facts, but we want to make sure that we're addressing emotions uh, because that's an important part of having these healthy relationships. So we have to understand the context and also the relationship that we have with somebody else. What is our connection with them? Because the better relationships that we have, the higher expectations we can have from others. But it's important to recognize that when we're at home, we, we do want to address that emotional side much more. I still think it's important for businesses to be very in tune with the social-emotional side of their of their workers because when we don't, that's when we typically tend to see a lot of resentment, uh, low team morale, or maybe just people not feeling like they're welcome or have a space or they don't feel like they can speak up and ask for that help. So, you know, when we think about collaboration... It's about being social. It's about connection, so that we can can have those relationships that help us to thrive. And we want to find the support and be supportive of others, and also making sure that we are getting the context right. So you know, when we think about um, how our behaviors or how we interact with others, it may need to be adjusted and shifted depending on where we're at. And then finally. The last part of resiliency is is health, and this was the piece in my research that I was really thrown about because I, I didn't really think about this piece. But once I read about it, I thought, yep, duh, <laughs> right? Like it's that light bulb moment where I was, you know, thinking, gosh, why why haven't I really focused on how health can impact everything? Because when we look at the foundational domain. Our vision is our most important domain because that helps us to stay focused on where we're going and getting everything else aligned with what we're doing. But health is foundational because good health means you're looking after your body um, through what you eat, exercise, sleep, all of that. And a healthy body provides a solid foundation for which you can build your resiliency. Because when we are healthy, not only emotionally, mentally, but physically, we we have much more capacity to, to build upon our resilience. And we have more capacity to take care of ourselves and more capacity to handle more adversity so that when big adverse moments happen, we aren't completely crumbled by that. And so, you know, again, health is really foundational. It's really important because it helps us to stay focused, right? Um, if you're constantly thinking about what you need to eat, You may not be able to focus at work as much. I see this with my kids at school all the time. Those who come to school hungry don't function or perform as well because their brains are not able to solely focus on the work ahead of them. Rather, it's thinking about how hungry it is, where the next meal is going to come from. Um, It may then start to to... cause some dysregulation with emotions and so that's why health is really important and when we think about all the domains kind of coming together um, you know it's like when once we are intentional and focused on all the different parts of resiliency we absolutely have the capacity to build and improve every domain right so when we have a solid foundation and we are resilient and, and we are really focused on our goal. We have that support network that we need. We're staying tenacious. Um, we're doing what we need to do to be proactive, like think about all that you're able to accomplish when that starts to happen. And so, you know, we want to keep in mind though, that this is, this is not a one, one time thing. Resilience is not something that you, once you learn about it, you're good to go. It's always going to be there it's constantly a process and it will ebb and flow. You know, I, I think about the fact that, you know, just this weekend, like with this, with this podcast, the exact episode you're listening to right now, I I literally gave up. I was like, I'm not going to do this. F this, I'm done. And once I had time to kind of get myself better emotionally regulated I was able to talk some reality into it and start to look at what was going on. And once I started to kind of watch some YouTube videos and and read something, I was like, oh, there's where I made the mistake. So I didn't make that mistake the second time. I made a different one. <laughs> but each time I just had to completely remind myself like, okay, yep, that's okay. Oh, there, there's my mistake. Let's fix it and let's do it again. The third time it happened, I tell you my emotional composure was definitely on the brink. Again, I was about ready to just say, fuck this shit, I am out. I caught myself. I was breathing and I'm like, no, you can do this. Let's just figure it out. Something must've gone wrong. Check the first couple of things and we got it on the fourth one. It just didn't upload correctly. It only uploaded uh, about seven minutes this time. Whereas when I uploaded the joy episode, it uploaded only five minutes. And so I was like, what is going on? Well, it's because I had to stop the recording and go on again. And I didn't group all my recordings together. And so it didn't upload right. And yada yada, I right, like I I'm walking you through this story of how my resiliency was just challenged, like literally just this weekend, on Thursday and Friday is when Thursday or early Friday morning is when I record my podcast. But I was like, no, just not going to do it. I cannot do this anymore. But once I stopped and I realized that there was support and I looked at the support online and also asking you know, for help, I started to see that I could do this. And so I encourage you to think about the areas in which you need to improve upon. What domains of resilience are working really well? and which are not? Like what part do you feel like you really need to, to to focus on? And so, you know, my homework for you is to go out and find the app Driven, D-R-I-V-E-N. It's uh, been very unique for me. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. I've only um, used it for a couple of weeks, but the interface is really nice, easy to use. But I really would like for you to see about like, what is it that you need to focus on for resiliency because everybody is resilient. Some of us have a more of a capacity for it, or we're just much more resilient, but you can create and cultivate more by focusing on those six domains. And I I encourage you when you start to face these hard, hard moments and, and you know that they're coming up, really talk reality into those situations. You are on this side of many hard things, and we can do hard things. I hear Glennon Doyle uh, say that quite often, and she's the author of Untamed and also Love Warrior, two of my favorite books. Um, but we can do hard things, but we do have to recognize that we're going to make mistakes. We are going to fail, and that's just part of being a human being and it's when we learn from our mistakes and we see this in in small levels like you know making sure that we just get up earlier you know maybe about 20 minutes earlier so that we can work out instead of sleeping late or making sure that we do the work that needs to get done instead of avoiding it by playing games or binge watching netflix uh you know once we start to recognize the areas in which we may actually be self-sabotaging We are going to become much more resilient and self-sabotage is something that we will save for another episode because it is important to recognize when we are playing against ourselves. So stay tuned. Uh, Come back next week as we begin to talk about self-sabotage, what that looks like. Give some examples. Um, I've got a life full of them and um, what I've learned from, from those moments. But I will tell you that when you start to focus on this area of your life of being resilient, it is like, it does not matter what gets thrown your way. Um, you start to become, this like very like hardcore hero, like ready to tackle anything. And, and now my mindset, um, because I have cultivated so much resiliency and I have really honed in on this, this skill because it is a skill to be resilient. Now I'm like, bring it on. Like, let's go. Let's like, I I ain't afraid. Like, come on, let's go. Like, no matter what it is, we're going to be able to get through it. I may be face down on the ground crying because I, I, I don't know what to do because we trip and fall, but it's, I learned from those mistakes. Okay. So know that you're, you're not alone. We're in this together. So I, I hope that you've learned a little bit about resiliency. Check out the show notes for more information. I also finally got our Facebook page set up. So we're going to start using that a little bit more. Instagram's already been set up and I'm going to put the links <laughs> for our show notes in in, in the show notes, sorry, I'm going to post the link for our social media in our show notes so that you can actually find it. Uh, cause I have forgotten to do that for the past couple of times. So, um, I am just really glad that you're here. Just know that you can do hard things. We're in this together. Leave, please leave me a review, like share this podcast with others. Uh, leave me voice notes. I've enabled those for this episode. Um, So log into anchor.fm in order to do that. And I just really look forward to hearing from you. If you have uh, feedback for this episode or ideas for future episodes, I would love to hear that. So know that you can do it. You can. You're much more resilient than you know, and you are definitely worth the work that it takes to become more resilient. So make it a great day or not. The choice is yours.
1: The records I listen to They don't sound like the same old shit that you used to The clothes I wear You might not be up on it yet. Y'all just staying up on it yet Yeah That I'm on with the This on the same shit on. This on. This, this, this I want. I want. The only people I can stand to be around on the same shit that I'm on. The that I'm on are the same shit that I'm on. The only women that I know is really dumb. On the same shit that I'm on. On the same shit that I'm on. I. i you down.